0: Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode. Well guys, I have some exciting news. Um, I'm actually getting ready to uh, form up or build the 20x40 workshop. Yes, 20x40. So the first process is obviously finding a location. So uh, I do have quite a bit of space where I live. I have a really big yard. um, And so I can essentially put it anywhere I want now i do want to put it in a spot that's going to make sense i also want to put it in a spot that um or how we set it up or position it is going to be um you know wind friendly because we have a lot of high winds where we live normally so the winds here normally come from the north um, primarily from the north and so um even my house is set up in such a way um, to have the backside or half of the backside facing that side. That way it's, it's taking the wind side. So the other side of the house is not as windy. The house is acting as a wind block, right? So the same thing with the workshop that I want to put together, it's going to be off outside um, um, a distance from my actual house. Um, probably from my porch out will probably be about, uh, eh, let's call it 15 feet. Okay, maybe 15, 20 feet away max. But I want to be able to drive around the building, okay? Because the reason for the building is multiple reasons. Obviously, it's a workshop, right? Um, but it's going to be a spot where I'm going to be able to work on some big items, some big heavy items, you know? Uh, and so, in order to work on these big heavy items, you know, I have to be able to truck them in and then remove them. So, by by. By giving myself access to be able to drive around the building, I can essentially load or unload from either end or I just have more versatility than it just being in one location. And then I always have to just make sure I reverse to it, you know, when I could easily position different, you know, just make it a lot easier. So the first thing is first was the other day in between a project, I had me and my worker, uh, we went ahead and cleaned up the front of my yard. So the front of my yard actually had a lot of old building material, a lot of scraps from when I was actually building my house. There was I, I'm, I'm the type of person I try to save as much as I can because I'll be honest with you, I had a scrap pile out there and it was a little bit bigger than it was. Um, and we ended up taking a lot of scraps out of it to use for projects. You know, so that was nice to be able to use some of the old wood for like forms or whatever, you know. Sometimes you just need some scrap wood for whatever you got going on. And so it was nice to be able to pick from the pile as time went on. Um, but it got to the point where the pile has got down to where it's pretty much unusable stuff already. But the pile was still pretty decent. So I took the skidster um, with the 401 bucket and I just started scooping everything up and cleaning up my mess. And now I have a nice clear area of um, where I can maybe put my um, 20 by 40 workshop. Um the grass is all overgrown in that area, so I'm gonna take the lawnmower and I'm actually gonna lawnmower that whole area beyond where I think I w- even want to put the building. Just lawnmower it all down so it's all nice and flat and I can see everything very easy. And then from there I can actually start kind of getting an idea an idea of where I where I actually want to position it and how I want to position the building itself. Right? So um yeah, I'm glad I was able to clear the area. So now um, maybe after the hurricane passes, I can go ahead and um, lawnmower it all down and I can get some paint and some, uh, you know, stakes out. Um, that way I can start pinning the corners. Um, so I have a really long um, measuring tape. You can get them really, really long. The They're like the real flexible ones where you can just pull them out. It's a big, long roll. They go up to like 100 feet or even farther, uh, 150 feet, 300 feet or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I'm going to use that with my worker and we're just going to kind of get a idea, you know, um, mark out some location, stand back and just imagine the shop being there in that location and see if it's going to be user-friendly, if it's going to work. Right. And if we need to move it around a little bit, we can do that. You know, this is the time to really pick that location, you know? So yeah, I, I'm re- really picky about certain things. Um, So I want to make sure it's going to be in a spot that's really going to be user friendly for the future, right? And then not only that, I want to make sure that I am position it in such a way that um, I'm making sure that the back side of the building is facing the wind, right? Because we we don't want wind coming into the building naturally, you know, um, because we have high winds. So we want that wind to be at the back of the building. So I do have to um, position it in such a way to make sure that I accommodate for that as well. Uh, And then once I can finally get the location uh, laid out on the ground, as far as marked out with, you know, paint or stakes or whatever, um, I can now finally get ready to um, build the forms. So the first thing I want to do is I'm going to take the skidster after I do the layout of where I want it. I'll take my skidster and I'm actually going to remove all the grass. I'm going to bring it back down to dirt, okay? Because we don't want the grass there. The grass is going to end up dying over time. Then there's going to be a gap. You know, we don't want that. So we're going to bring it back down to dirt. Uh, And then I'll go ahead and grade that area with my skidster. Get it all nice and flat. Um, You know, because we're getting ready to actually start building things now, right? So I want to get the the ground nice and flat. And then I'm going to bring in three-quarter minus gravel. Um, I'm actually going to bring in three or four dump truck loads. One load will just be for the um, concrete pad and the other two is actually going to be for another project I have going on um, out here. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and put gravel um, within the area and back blade um, with my skidster and level everything out. um, Compact it all down, right? Get it, you know, get it compact. And then um, we can go ahead and actually form up, uh, you know, my my concrete forms. So we're going to be using um, wood, obviously, for the forms. And we're going to square them up. We're going to level them out. We've got to use a bunch of concrete pins and all that stuff to, you know, lift and tilt or move the frame to kind of get it where we need to. And we can screw everything in and then kind of get everything nice and tight, right? And then I can, you know, easily um, feather the edges or whatever I need to on the inside and or outside with gravel if I need to, um, just to kind of make sure everything is where it needs to be. You know, so once I can get the ground flat, get the gravel in there nice and flat, flat and compacted, I can make sure I can build the form out, get the form all nice and level and flat, essentially, uh, and then I can go ahead and get ready to put, um, you know, either wire or rebar. So in my case, because it's um, only going to be a workshop and not an actual living space or anything like that. It's not going to support a structure that's even really heavy. I think the total weight of my structure will be only 3,000 pounds. That's the total weight because majority of it is going to be um, metal roofing um, with a metal steel frame, right? So essentially, uh, there is some weight there, obviously, but nowhere near the weight requirements that would require me to have a 12-inch footing, okay? So I'm essentially going to be pouring a a 3.5 to 4-inch thick, concrete slab, um, utilizing 3000 PSI concrete. Okay. So what that means is you can act- essentially put 3000 PSI or pressure on one square inch of concrete. Okay. And it, it, it that, that would be the, the max at that one square inch. Okay. That's what it would be rated for. So um, obviously, I'm not gonna have 3,000 pounds on just one little square inch, you know. So um, yeah, I'm gonna utilize um, wire mesh, um, some thick wire mesh. You can get them in different thicknesses. So I'm gonna get some big thick wire mesh. Um, usually, it's something that we would use for driveways, okay? Uh, and then that's gonna be for the middle section, and then I'm gonna run a um, a rebar around the edge okay, because we want to stiffen the edge, that's pretty much the only spot that you'd have to worry about, if there was going to be a spot to worry about, you know, so wire mesh within the middle, and then a um, continuous run of rebar that loops around the edge, the inside edge of the um, concrete slab, and then obviously space everything off the ground, and then essentially we are ready for concrete, okay, so, um, for those of you that don't know, you can actually, there's an app that's free, or you can actually do the calculation. Okay, like so for me, I've already done my calculation on the amount of concrete I'm going to need. But a rule of thumb is to always get a little extra. You know what I mean? Because you never want to come up short on a concrete pour. Okay, because if you come up short, that's a problem. Because for one, you're going to be short. You're not going to be able to finish your job or finish the slab. But not only that, um, if you had to get more out there. By the time the next truck comes back out, just to give you a little bit of concrete, it's gonna look ugly. It's not gonna look good, right? Because there's gonna be two separate sections at that point. So you're you just you're causing yourself some some pain, you know. So make sure you order a little bit more than what you actually need. And that little more, that little bit more, what I'll do is I'll make some um little little forms on the side, so that way if there's any extra that we don't use in the the main form that we're pouring, I can easily dump the rest into another form. And I can use that form for something else, right? So just having a backup form, you know, it doesn't have to be really big. It can be small just to take that excess concrete, okay? And then you could, uh, you know, do whatever you need with that extra concrete slab. You know, it could be a really small slab, you know, but it's better to have that than not. Because if you don't have another place to put it, then normally what has, has has to happen is they just dump it out. They just dump it out on the ground, right? And it becomes like a cow patty, as they would call it, a big concrete cow patty, right? And it's just wasted. So make a couple different size um, little forms, and you can always, um, you know, do something with it. At least you have a flat concrete pad, um, you know, if you have extra, you know, pre-planned, guys. You know, definitely definitely pre-planned. Um, so... I know how much concrete it's gonna take. I'm gonna bring a concrete truck out so that way they can go ahead and just pump it into the forms into the yeah, into the form and then there's gonna be a total of maybe three maybe four guys total, including myself um, to basically pour and work the concrete and make my concrete slab so just a reminder when a concrete truck comes out to deliver concrete, they don't pour the concrete for you. Like, you you know, they're not the ones actually working the concrete, none of that. They pull up with the concrete truck to open the chute, you tell them where you want it, and they start pumping it, okay? It's up to you to move that material around and work it and get your slab to where it's at. So in this case, you want to make sure that you have enough people to help you out. So um, I've already spoke to a couple guys that's going to help me out with this, including my workers, um, To kind of just make the process go pretty pretty easy and smooth uh, We're estimating about four hours um, From start to finish to pour the whole slab and basically finish it out and Then we're gonna edge the concrete slab and we're also gonna do a really light broom finish, okay Now I don't want a really smooth smooth finish, okay? Because when you have a really, really smooth finish, if the concrete was to get wet or you pour water on it, you have a real high potential of slipping and sliding and hurting yourself on that concrete, okay? So having a light broom finish gives you a little bit of grip, okay? Just enough grip so you won't go slipping and sliding if it gets wet, okay? You could also go with a heavy broom finish or you could even do stamped concrete if you wanted to, but I don't need any of that. All I want is a very light broom finish just to give a little bit of a grip but still be nice and flat and look nice, you know? So, I do have that in the works, guys. I'm hoping sometime this coming week I can actually already grade the area, get everything scoped out where I need it, grade it, and then I can start putting my corner pins in and start squaring things up and start putting the forms in um, and kind of get things where I need them, you know? So, Yeah, pretty excited, guys. Now, the other thing is for the building itself that's going to go on it. So I've been debating um, back and forth, thinking about different options for the building that I'm putting on it. And I found, for me, because of what I'm using it for, um, because what I'm actually going to use it for is for like welding a lot of different things. But not only that, for the powder coating um, oven that I have to put in there on one little side of it, right? On the back side of it. So um, the rest of it is just going to be a little workshop area, right? So um, I want something just simple. You know, I don't need, like, I don't want drywall. I don't want none of that. You know, it's just a just a basic shop, you know? Basic, easy shop. So what I decided to do was buy um, two 20 by 20 um, carports, metal carports, but they're um, a little bit more heavy-duty, Okay. Uh, and it's all metal okay it's all the even the 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 sorry the support poles or whatever they're all powder coated and everything okay now I'm gonna end up linking them together and that's what's gonna give me my 20 by 40 garage that's what I'm gonna sit on top of it but I'm also gonna reinforce the frame that that's coming with it right so I have steel I can get steel no problem I have welders and all that so I'm actually going to reinforce the building that I'm I'm actually going to, um, you know, I'm getting that I'm going to um, install because we do get higher winds and the wind rating for that building is about a hundred, I believe. Yeah, it's a hundred. So um, as long as I reinforce everything, I know for a fact that I can do a wind rating over a hundred miles per hour. Okay. Um, so that's, you know, if I can get 120, 130, 150, great but I do have a lot of extra heavy-duty steel laying around that I could easily fabricate and make things um, and shear everything up a lot stronger than what's coming, you know, just basic. And, um, yeah, that's how I'm going to make my um, my uh, uh, 20 by 40 um, workshop, guys. Um, now, that that comes with the roof already, okay? Because with all the steel frames, it comes with the roof and everything. Um, the only couple things that I'm going to do is I'm going to continue the roof, the that same style roof, I guess you could call it, um down to the concrete slab. That way I have a back. And then on one or two of the other ends, I might enclose them. Okay. So that way we can stop a lot of the wind or just debris from flying around, you know, dust and stuff. And then I actually plan on leaving one side completely open, the long side, like from the 20 by 40, um, the face side of it. Um, pretty much open. That way it's gonna be easier to slide materials in and out of the building or whatever it is. I might even put barn doors, like some really nice sliding barn doors, on either end. That way if I need access from the end, I can easily slide the barn doors open. So that I'm gonna end up shearing the building up quite a bit than what's coming with already. And obviously i want to have everything concreted anchored into the concrete. So big concrete anchors, Anchored directly into the concrete holding the building down and then obviously i'm going to have a lot more steel um weld it to everything to shear the building up so that is my game plan to make sure the building is going to be nice and solid uh and then i am going to run the electric out there so i do have my off-grid solar house right and i do have all this extra power and i can easily run that power that i'm sorry that workshop no problem plus have tons of extra power so um I am going to run a electrical conduit underground from my home to that shop um, with a um, little breaker panel at the shop, and then from there I can also divide up circuits. Right, I can go for wall plugs or lighting because I will need plugs and lighting and all that. And I would like to be able to run majority of everything in there off my solar system, with the exception of heavy duty tools. Okay. If I'm welding or any of that, I'll just use my brand new welder generator that I purchased, right? That's the whole purpose of it. So, you know, really heavy demanding tools. Uh, I probably won't be using it. Like a skill saw is no problem, you know, and that kind of stuff. But welding, that takes a lot of demand from a system. So um, that's something I would not do on my um, regular electric system. But lighting and just regular plugs, charging batteries, you know, TV, what you know, whatever, so, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I already have conduit. I have leftover conduit all the time for some reason. So, um, yeah, I have conduit for it. And for me to dig the trench, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to make it simple. Um, so on my skidster, I have the two forks for like lifting up pallets. I'm going to remove one of the forks and I'm there's only going to be one fork left on the skidster. And I'm basically going to use that as a trencher. I'm going to stick it in the ground and just start trenching my way forward. You can easily make a trench with one fork. Um, so I'm going to make a trench out there, clean it all up. Um, that'll be most, it'll get most of the work done for us. And then I can go ahead and lay my conduit in and, um, you know, cover it right back up. And it's like, it never happened, you know, uh, and then tie it up there. Now uh, I probably will have my friend, which is a licensed electrician, um, come by cause I'm going to bring the conduit out there um i'm gonna either run the wire myself or even have him come help me run the wire but i want to make sure he makes the connections and all that you know you know just make all the connections because when it came to my house i made sure that i had a licensed electrician double check my work i was actually there helping him install everything right because i wanted to help out and it cuts down on the cost and everything else and it just made it easier for him too you know so it was a win-win so same thing for the, the shop building. It's going to be a very simple setup, you know, very simple, small little breaker panel, no, no big deal. He'll come out, maybe spend an hour or two max. And um, we'll just, I'll have him help me actually wire up all the circuits for all the um, plugs and the lighting and all that stuff. That way, it's just a lot more um, streamlined. And that way I know for sure everything is done, you know, correct. That way I'm not taking no shortcuts as far as um, the electrical side of things. You know, I want to make sure that's all good. And, um, yeah, I'm probably going to run a um, water line out to that building so I can have some spigots, you know. It's always nice to have water on hand just in case something happens. So uh, run some water lines out there, which is really simple. Just dig another trench, put the water line in it, um, and put some spigots up, and we're off to the races, guys. So definitely stay tuned, guys. I do have a really good game plan, and I'm really, really excited to share this experience with you guys. Also, I'm, I'll probably be sharing some of it on my YouTube channel. I just don't know how much. I've been really, staying really busy, guys. I'm doing my best here to keep everybody informed on the podcast. That's why you guys always get the firsthand information, guys. You know, So good for you guys for being a part of this. So um, stay tuned, guys. I'm going to keep you guys informed on the process. And if I put anything on YouTube, I'll definitely, um, you know, um shoot you guys that information so you guys can check it out too but yeah it's coming soon guys this week i'm working hard to get everything going so it's not going to be long so stay tuned see you guys on the next one stay safe keep your head up stay positive everything will work out and i'll see you guys on the next one